Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Postia. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means, and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions, and our spirituality. And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment, and even more joy. This is a bit of clarity. Well, good day, everyone. Nathaniel here with episode 49. The other day, I was listening to a podcast while I was driving home. And uh, even though this wasn't the actual topic they were talking about, they were talking about some research that has been done in, in, around the world to understand why in some communities people lived about four or five years more than in other communities. Everybody wants to have a long life, right? And a healthy life. And uh, my ears immediately got attuned because I want to know how you can live four or five years extra and uh, not just leave them, but enjoy them, right? So they've done some research in Japan, in North Italy, um, in Southern California. Apparently, in these three communities, people live longer than in other places on Earth. So they looked at various characteristics and behaviors that these people, you know, live uh, within their environment. So I'm sure you just want to find the, to know the findings, right? So. Um, some of the things that they realized about these guys is that they weren't necessarily eating healthier than other people. They were eating healthy. I mean, they were eating vegetables and good stuff. But they were eating less than most people. So they, most of these people weren't, you know, always full or eating, you know, to 100%. They were eating to about 80%. So that was one of the ingredients. Of, of the successful, you know, longevity. The other thing was they weren't doing fitness exercises, but all of them were doing a lot of labor work, whether in the home, around the home, or simply walking. I mean, you know, the Japanese saying that 10,000 steps a day keeps the doctor away. And I'm sure that's why they put the steppings on, on your smart devices today, so you can do the 10,000 steps a day. So a lot of uh, exercise and activity, but not necessarily as we think of going to the gym or going for a run. But in the everyday life, they were doing gardening, they were doing around the house work. In fact, in Italy, a lot of the people who live longer, they live on really steep climbs. So they need to climb up and down all day, every day. If they go to shops, if they go, sometimes they live in three, four story houses. So they need to climb up the stairs, maybe, you know, 15, 20 times a day. So all this helps to, to live longer. Number three, the number three component, and this is not really the topic that I'm talking about, but I just want to uh, empty this out because this is important for me, and it will actually lead to what I'm talking about soon. Uh, number three, prayer. Now, we are all spiritual beings, and we are on a human journey, but I don't know how many of us actually take time to pray. So they found that the people in Japan also prayed, also, or they had meditation, they had something, a connection point with God or with nature. Uh, the Italians prayed, and this community in Southern California, they were actually Seventh-day Adventists. And uh, they, they prayed, not only did they pray, 
but this particular group from Southern California, they, Orange County, Southern California, they actually took a 24-hour rest because they have the Sabbath. And that actually contributed to their longevity because once a week for 24 hours, they pretty much rested. They didn't the labor work. I mean, they worshipped and did other bits and pieces. But everyday prayer meant so much for their spiritual being, their mental being, their human being, uh, uh, overall health, which is fantastic. And number four, this is the one that we will carry on and continue on today, is they had a close knit of friends. They had community. They had positive relationships. They had a number of people that they could rely on. They had people with whom they could talk. They had people with whom they could share ideas, share burdens. They were closely knit in a community or extended family where they felt that they belonged. They could voice, they could talk, and that obviously contributed to their well-being. Now, I want to live four or five years longer if possible, and I'm sure you do as well. And today we will look at that fourth component about positive relationships, how this will contribute and how this will help us have a better lifestyle. In the notes, there you have them there with you. And if you haven't downloaded them, you find them at eq.org.au. Links, wherever you're watching or listening to this content, we'll make sure that um, the links are there. We're talking today about positive relationships. And I've put some notes here. Positive relationships can be defined as developing and maintaining positive interactions with other people and with local and global communities. It starts locally, it starts with your family, it starts then with your neighbors maybe, or friends, and then the, the circles just grow, the eccentric circles just grow and grow bigger to the worldwide community. One of the most profound experiences we can have in our lives is the connection we have with other human beings. Very, very important. We are interbound, interconnected with one another, but allowing that to happen, allow those relationships to flow, is a choice that we have to make. Positive and supportive relationships will help us feel healthier, happier, and more satisfied with our lives. We are human beings, and we need to get along with other human beings, and the human connection is very, very important. Let me ask you this question. Do you have five people in your network or in your circle, not in your wider circle, but in your immediate circle, on whom you can call any time of the day or night if you have an issue? Uh, the, the litmus test is this. If you had a baby, do you have five people you can leave your baby with in your life? This is, this is one of the biggest tests. That you, this, is you know, this is when you know that your most precious asset or most precious blessing they have in this world, which would be a baby, do you have somebody that you can trust or entrust to if you needed to do something? Do you have five people in your lives in your life that can really come in and step in and you know help you out? You can rely on them. You can call them. They'll be there. No questions asked. Because if you don't have that, that means you need to work on some relationships. And if you do that, let me tell you, you are really, really blessed. Relationships are very, very important. Positive relationships, deep and meaningful relationships are very, very important. So it's important to have those four, five, six people in your life who are very close to you. Then it's important to have 
uh, another circle of people who are not that intimately close to you, but they're still close friends that you have barbecues with. Maybe you go together on holidays, maybe cafes, maybe occasionally you see each other. Uh, but you still journey with them maybe on a monthly basis. And then you have a wider circle with whom you meet occasionally. And then you have your sports clubs, your churches, communities, etc., that you either meet on a regular basis, but you don't always journey on an everyday basis with. And then you have wider friends and so on. But coming back to that inner core, uh, let's say, circle of people that you have, this is very important for your ongoing journey. Now, on the other hand, you can have toxic relationships, people who don't, who you don't really get along with, and it's important to eliminate that from your life. Either somehow, you know, build a bridge with that person, or you know, break whatever it takes with that person, because you don't want to have toxic relationships in your life. Three links to social well-being or social relationships I've put here: the behavioral link. Social bonds such as those with partners and friends can influence our health habits and behaviors, which can influence our health and longevity. So the social bonds that we have, especially with our spouses, with our wives, are very, very important also with our friends because they influence how we feel. They influence our emotions, they influence our thoughts, they influence our behaviors, and obviously they influence our health. And whatever influences our health influences our longevity, how long we live. So the ripple effect is absolutely huge. You know, if, if there's a bit of tension between my wife or that we can have a, an argument, I don't feel well and she doesn't feel well and we can't stay at, you know, locking heads. Eventually we've got to give in. So even if the behavior may be a little bit unhealthy, soon after that one of us gives in and things happen because we know that we can't live in that tension, that... Uh, is not healthy for us. So the second link is the, psycho, uh, the psychosocial link. So the first one is the behavioral link. The second one is the psychosocial link. Social support can reduce stress and enhance emotional and uh, psychological well-being, positively influencing health, behaviors, and physical health. Social support is very important. So social support comes not just in terms of immediate partners of, uh, or spouses or mother, father, etc but also social support around us. Could be neighbors, could be extended family, could be the church community, could be the school community, could be some mentors or coaches. Very, very important in our lives. Very important to have these positive relationships with us because they will support us and they will help us reduce any stress, any emotional burdens that we carry. And um, our physical health is improved when our, our psychological health is improved. Uh, number three, the third link, so the first one is behavioral, number, uh, second one psychological, psychosocial, sorry, and the last one is psychological. Positive relationships can boost cardiovascular, immune, and endocrine responses, which can affect longevity and health in the long run. So even in our bodies, these psychological things will send the right uh, chemicals into our body, the right... Uh, um, endorphins and whatever you want to call them. I'm not going to go into them, all those little important uh, chemistry um, aspects, but they will strengthen our immune system. They will keep our heart pumping in the right way. Everything that happens in us, in our head, in our mind, in our emotions, affects the rest of the body. So just know that you're a whole being, and because you want to be healthy, 
in the long run you have a you want to have a good long life uh, to live every, uh, happily ever after make sure that you understand that everything affects you and relationships are very pivotal in how these um, will affect you how can you build positive relationships now this is where we get into it because as we give you clarity uh, with this bit of clarity if you start applying it in your life you will get traction and you will become a better version of yourself so building positive relationships first accept and celebrate the fact that we are all different the people that you have in your life you probably realize this they are not like you are they may have you may have some common um, ideas some common characteristics but people are generally different except that they are different than you except that they think differently than you celebrate who they are celebrate the relationship you have celebrate the uh, enriching uh, that is happening by you understanding them they understanding you and just accepting that they are different human beings you know when you have children you realize that I mean, you'll see traits in them that are similar to yours and you see yourself in them, but you also see that they're uh, their own person. They are individuals. And at times you just need to um, push back and accept that, you know, they will make choices, that they will make mistakes, that they will get hurt, that they are their own person and just allow them to be. Obviously, you nurture them, you love them, you teach them. But at the same time, accept and celebrate who they are. Don't try and make them into something they're not or into your perfect mold that you are creating because that is obviously not perfect. So, you know, accept people for who they are, celebrate their life, just be more accepting. I think we need to learn to understand that uh, as we get to know people, we can accept them and love them more. So to build a positive relationship with somebody, accept and celebrate who they are. Secondly, actively listen to hear what people have to say. I mean, if I haven't spoken to you about active listening over these uh, almost 11 months now, 12 months soon, uh, I don't think anyone else speaks more about active listening than I do because it's something that I really love and I honed it and I keep telling people about this. But truly, if you want to have positive relationships, if you want people to like, if you want people to open to you, if you want to have beautiful conversations with people, learn to actively listen. Once again, I'm telling you to actively listen means to listen, to understand, not to listen, to respond. Listen to understand the other person, listen to uh, hear what they have to say, what they're saying, what are the emotions that come with that communication, with that message, and try to understand them as much as possible. And then at the right time, maybe respond, but you don't have to always respond. Just listen to understand. And number three there, give people time and be present when you are with them. To have positive relationships, you need to spend time with that person. You give them your time, they give, them, they give you their time. Very, very important. And what's very important is to be present in that moment with them. There's nothing wrong, uh, there's nothing worse than meeting with somebody for coffee and they're on the phone or they see somebody else and they ignore you or they're not even there they're not in the subject or they don't care or it's only about them so make sure that you learn to be present with the people that you are talking to people that you are building relationships with and give people time relationships take time you need to walk together you need to coffee together you need to 
whatever it takes, have meals together, you need to play sports together, you need to do something together, and that takes time, time it takes energy, and it takes intention, purpose to do that. Next, develop and work on your communication skills. Very, very important if you want to build a relationship, you, are, you need to be able to communicate with the other person, you need to answer calls, uh, make sure that your communication skills are really up there. It's how you say it, it's what you say, how you type that message, how you respond, when you respond, you know, what's important to you. All these things are very, very important. So just have a sense of awareness. How is my communication? Do I communicate clearly? Do I communicate timely? Do I uh, communicate just via message? Do I make the phone call? Do I pick up the phone? All these things are very, very important. Now, manage mobile technology and be aware of its pitfalls. <laughs> we live in a digital technology and the mobile technology around us or with us, attached to us, whether it's a smartphone or a smartwatch or headphones, these have uh, invaded our personal lives and where we meet with other people. At times, we forget how socially um, unaware we become and we just pull out the phone and start, uh, I don't know, going on social media while we're talking with the other person. Or if they slightly looked away or they're having a drink, immediately we need to check the phone or answer a call or look at a message or reply to a message, which is very, very uh, disrupting and uh, it can put people off a lot. So learn to manage mobile technology and be aware that you are upsetting a lot of people while you're doing that. Sometimes, you know, we think that kids are, or the young people of today are pretty bad with the mobile phones and with the technology, they're always on the phone. But let me tell you something, adults and older people are just as bad, if not worse at times. I mean, they sit at the table and they're on their phones just as much. They walk down the street and they're on the phones just as much. I think sometimes the younger people manage it a lot better than we do. So be careful. There are pitfalls, there are traps with that as well. Learn to give and take constructive feedback. If you want to have positive relationships, you have to be open. You have to be open to say what should be said in a loving and friendly way, but in a firm way. So if, if you have something to say, just be honest and say it. Uh, at the same time, be open to receive feedback from other people. If people need to say something to you, don't get offended. You know, don't become defensive all of a sudden. Accept that there is validity in what they're saying. Whether you agree with them or not, at least try and receive, try to consider, try to be aware. How, how do they perceive that? How do they see that? If that's not me, well, what, what clues or what indicators have been triggered there that they've seen that behavior in me? So become aware and be open, be open to receive and give feedback as well, and learn to also give it and learn to receive it. It's a process, it takes time, you know, hold back. Don't immediately defend yourself, don't come up with counter arguments, just consider it for a while, go deeper. So you're saying that I don't listen. Um, well, kind of, you know, you don't always listen. Um, can you tell me a bit more because this is important for me, you know, tell me. Well, last week when, you know, I called you and I said this to you. You changed the subject immediately. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you're right, you know. Allow, allow the conversation to go deeper and you'll see that there are 
changes that you can make in your life. And if people are courageous enough to give you feedback, you should respect that and love them for that. Because a lot of people don't. They don't actually tell you to your face the reality of your blind spots. And that's why they are blind spots, because we don't see them. So it's important for people, for us to allow people to tell us and also for us to be confident that we can tell other people as well. Open your heart and find courage to trust. We don't always build um, positive relationships because we don't trust the other person. We think, what if I become vulnerable? What if they betray me? What if they hurt me? So I better keep at a distance from these people. You cannot have deep and meaningful relationships unless there is an element of trust and an element of vulnerability. You do have to become vulnerable to enjoy the full benefit of a relationship. And trust comes into it. And even if they betray you, even if they backstab you, it's still worth for you to go the journey because otherwise you cannot have those connections at all. Learn to be more understanding and empathetic. Just be, be more open to people. Just understand that they're on a journey as well. They are, you know, they've got their own challenges, they've got their own hurts, uh, they've got their own emotions, they've got their all, uh, you know, ups and downs every day. You know, they've got so many things to deal with. Family issues, school issues, work issues, church issues, whatever, you know, they're going through the day. Maybe health issues, maybe financial issues. Just be, become more em empathetic with people, become more understanding, become more gentle settle in a little bit more, see how you can help them and build them up. Build people up every time. Every time you meet up with somebody that you love and you care about and you want to build a relationship with, just think about how can I help this person become the best version of themselves? How can I bring value to them? How can I bring success to them? How can I encourage them? How can I lift them up? How can I bring hope into them? How can I help them go higher? You know, bring something to the table. It's not always money, it's not always, you know, um, it's simple things. It's encouragement, it's hope, it's compliment. You know, whatever it takes to help the other person become better, more successful, more open. And as you build the other person up, you get built up and the relationship is bonded, is becoming stronger. And as you have better relationships, stronger relationships, more positive relationships, remember, you will live a healthier life and a longer life. So you don't have to, you know, take any other pills or do anything else to, and, you know, whatever it takes to, to have a healthier and a better life. Start building better relationships. Start looking after yourself in those relationships and start looking after the people in those relationships because the ripple effect will be huge. Application. Now, I'd like you to... Uh, take what I've taught you today or what I chatted to you about today and see how you can apply some of these things in your life. Identify three to five personal relationships that you currently have with people and write down three personal benefits of each. So if you think about three people, there'll be nine benefits, three by three. If there's five people, 50, you know, sort of 15 benefits. So think about, you know, if you, if you have, a, let's say, a good friend that you, I don't know, you go to the gym with, but you meet on a regular basis and you chat and you go deep in your discussion, so it's a genuine relationship, ask yourself, what does it mean for me to, uh, to, to have this positive relationship? What are some of the pers my personal benefits that I have from this relationship? And uh, see if you have 
you know, five people that you can call upon in the middle of the night and they will answer your call. Maybe you are on their favorites and it will ring, you know, even if the phone is switched off or put on silent. Uh, test yourself. Do you have five people in your life that if you had a baby, you could actually leave that baby with? And if you don't, start building bridges. Start making an effort to build these relationships because these and meaningful, these deep and meaningful relationships will help you a lot in life. So I really hope that this is helpful for you and you are more encouraged to build relationships. And I look forward to seeing you next time at episode 50. We are approaching the end of 2021, Christmas time around us, almost here, summer in Australia. For you guys in Europe, getting colder and probably snowing soon in Europe or the northern US continent. Uh, we look forward to, to having you on the show next week. And in the meantime, if you find this, uh, we hope that you do find this um, clarifying and wonderful. Please share it with other people. Tell them about our channel. Get them to subscribe. And hopefully we can help them on their journey as well. I look forward to seeing you next time. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costia and I thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness. If you feel blessed by this presentation, please subscribe, rate, comment and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was A Bit of Clarity.